Hi, I'm Melissa. Hi, I'm Kara, and you're listening to Cultivated Conversations. A space where we talk about life, family, work, where we're getting it right, and where we're getting it wrong. And what it means to live and purchase ethically in a fast-moving world. Grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, pull a seat up at the table, and know that wherever you are on your journey, you belong, and we are so glad you've joined us. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're so excited to have you here, and um, we are really excited about our guest today. We have um, been really excited to introduce her to you because she's kind of a mover and shaker in the ethical fashion world, and she also has the most incredible head of curly hair you've ever seen in your whole life. So... This is Bethany Tran. (laughs) Um, Many of you guys probably know her. She is the founder and the CEO of the Root Collective, which is an awesome fair trade shoe brand. So Bethany, welcome to our podcast. I am so glad to be here. Curly hair and all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're so glad to have you. We were all laughing a little bit earlier this morning because we are recording this podcast in the morning and we were all chatting about the fact that one of the joys of podcasting is that you don't have to dress up. It's so true. However, in order to mitigate that, we're all on Google Hangouts together. So we're like, we can all see each other. It's true. So we're all uh, enjoying the fact that... We're not showered uh-huh. or dressed in work-appropriate clothing. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And uh, only one of us has makeup on right now. <laughs> and Melissa, that is not your eye. <laughs> I was nervous, okay? <laughs> makeup makes me feel better. Well, Kara, I would just like to say you are looking really good. You do. You look like what I might look like on a Monday morning. But it's Friday at this point. I have given up, guys. I have just given up. Mondays, I would never look like that. Tuesday, maybe. Mondays, I'm like recovering from the weekend. I'm still just like, mm. No, Mondays are like my, like, I still have so much hope for the week. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I just came off the weekend. Like, it's great. It's a Monday. It's a new week. I'm going to get so much accomplished. And then by Friday, I'm like, man. Reality has set in. (laughs) It is just too much. It is all too much. I mean, like, I laid in bed for, like, an hour this morning because I was like, you know, it's just sometimes you just need to, like, not get up. That's real. (gasps) Yeah. in bed with my phone and scroll Mm -hmm. through social media and then go, oh, crap, I have, like, actual things that need to be done Mm -hmm. today. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but thank not. God the first one is a podcast, so I don't yes. have to get ready for the day. And you know, then you get the little email. It's like, hey, you want to come Google Hangout? And, you're like, and that's exactly. <laughs> oh, I do for sure. That's right? exactly what happened because I was thinking because I've recorded podcasts before where they do a video recording as well, so that they can post it on YouTube. Um, oh. And yeah, y'all might want to take that as an idea because then mm-hmm. you kind of get you get double double for your work. That's but I was like, idea. oh yeah, they didn't mention anything about that and here is the god's honest truth at like 10 minutes before we were scheduled to start recording i clicked on the link to make sure it wasn't a video recording (laughs) i was like i just i need to make sure that i don't need to go throw some makeup on real quick and i was like okay there's no video recording and i was like we're here for you bethany we're here to crush your dreams of not having to be seen but you know like i said i'm pretty much in my pajamas still with no Mm -hmm. makeup. So, you know, I'm matching you. So I just wanted you to feel welcome into this space. There you go. Yeah, because that would have been a problem if both y'all had your makeup on and your hair done. And I came in and I was like, hey, so haven't brushed my teeth. Haven't even eaten breakfast yet. Well, this is the reality of stay at home, work at home, get life done at home. It's so true. Yeah. It's so, so true. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think that the Root Collective is so much bigger than we are. And they don't realize that I sit at home in the same leggings I slept in last night with mm-hmm. no makeup on 90% of the time. 
And how, how big is your staff at this point? Is it, is it just you? Do you have a, some staff? We do have some staff. So the way that the company is set up is that, um, so our artisans are not employed by us. So we are partnering with shoemakers in Guatemala. So, I mean, we've got kind of depending on the time of year, it can be anywhere from like 15 to 30 different shoemakers that we're working with in Guatemala, plus the women that weave our fabric. So we can like, in terms of like our artisans, it can be anywhere from like 20 people to 50, kind of depending on the time of year. Um, but our actual staff is we do have two part-time people here in the States and then a full-time manager in Guatemala, aside okay. from me. Yeah. So awesome. we are, we're still pretty small, but mm-hmm. tell us out. about the Root Collective. Uh, loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so really what we do is we design and sell shoes that help provide jobs for people who need them. Um, so that's really, that's the heart behind the business is, um, kind of going a little bit against the grain of traditional charity. What people think about when they think Mm -hmm. about poverty alleviation is, you know, child sponsorships and things like that. Um, which that stuff is great, but, um, for me, I think we kind of have poverty alleviation a little bit backwards, where so much is focused on things like child sponsorships, um, but how much more awesome would it be to be able to empower a parent to be able to pay yeah. for their kids' schooling? Companies that come in and give shoes in these communities, how much more empowering, number one, to give a job to a local shoemaker Um, and have those parents have jobs that they could afford to buy their own kids' shoes. Um, So we are really trying to look at solving the problems of the world a little bit differently Mm -hmm. from what it has been traditionally. Um, But then the other part of it, honestly, is I am just so passionate about reminding women here in the States about how much they can do with just their daily decisions. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you're pulling out your wallet how many times a day to buy stuff, whether that's food or clothing or shoes. And women control 85% of household budgets. It's trillions, literally trillions of dollars um, in the global economy every year that's being controlled by women. And so women are really the ones who get to decide what companies live and die. And I think that that is pretty incredible. So... So yeah, that's just like the real short, short version about what we do and who we are. Well, Bethany, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. Um, We want to hear about your family. And then I also want to hear about your dogs that you love. My puppies. Yes. Um, So I am a native Pennsylvanian. So I grew up in the Northeast. Um, My husband and I moved to North Carolina three years ago, primarily because I hate winter mm. with a passion. Yeah. Mm. And North Carolina doesn't have winter? Not the same way that they do up north. The thing that's okay. great about North Carolina is that we still get all four seasons, but like winter is so mild. Mm, like we'll get yeah. snow, like legit snow, and then it'll melt in like two days and be 75 <laughs> degrees. I'm like, yeah. I can totally handle this. Yeah. Um, this is fantastic. Our first Christmas down here, because we moved down here in the summer, um, and our first Christmas down here, we had Christmas dinner outside because wow. it was literally 75 degrees out. And it was war- like unseasonably warm, but I was mm-hmm. like, I can so handle this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, So I am married, um, and when we moved to North Carolina, um, I guess not when we first moved here, but a year after we moved here, we moved into a tiny little 900 square foot house that we had to renovate. Like when we bought it, it was listed as a zero bedroom structure. That's how bad it was. Mm. Like Lindy couldn't even list it as a house. Um, My husband's really handy. And so we bought this house because it was on three acres right outside of Raleigh. So like, we're literally like 10 minutes away from downtown Raleigh living on three acres. Um, so, and my husband loves to garden and I love to cook because I can't garden. So he gardens and I like cook with the stuff that he grows because I cannot be trusted. I will kill it. Uh, (laughs) It's terrible. Uh, and we have now have 10 chickens. So we've got chickens 
and we have our two personal dogs and then we also foster puppies um, so right now is actually the first time in this entire year that we have not had a foster um, so my one dog is recovering from double surgery in the last two months um, she tore both of her ccls which is oh, no. fantastic um, so we needed to wait till she could like walk normally <laughs> she's still not walking normally so we had to take a bit of a break but um yes i love my puppies i love other people's puppies um if i go to a party and there's a dog and you can't find me just like go hunt down where the dog is because that's where <laughs> i've had like 17 people send me this meme that says do you know what i like about other people they're dogs and i was like yep yeah, that's that's me that's real that's pretty much it Mm -hmm. awesome well one of the things we love about um you guys is the ethical guide that you have put Mm -hmm. out which is super helpful and Kara is going to be chatting with you through some of that and we'll of course have the link to that guide um in the podcast notes as well but What I wanted to chat with you today, because of course we're going to talk about all sorts of ethical brands and you guys, your resource list is incredible. It's super long. There's a bunch of companies on there I've never even heard of. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm pretty deep, you know, into the ethical fashion world. But what we want, what I wanted to talk about right here at the start is a little bit about like, what is it? What are your personal guidelines for saying, okay, this is an ethical brand. What are the questions that you are asking um, either in your head or like when you actually call some of these companies and ask them, like, what are some of the questions that you're like, these questions need to be answered in order for me to feel like this is legit. Karen and I were talking and she was mentioning how, you know, sometimes people will say a big name brand and be like, oh, you've heard they're ethical, right? And Kara's like, well, (laughs) a lot of companies can say, oh, we follow local labor laws or we don't support child labor or whatever. That doesn't necessarily mean they're actually an ethical fashion brand. So how do you verify it? How are you like, okay, these guys pass muster. They, they're, they're, legit. So just talk to us through a little bit through like that process of your own, like, yeah. How, how do you find them? How do you source them? What questions do you ask? Yeah. So I think it, it kind of really depends. So first off, I feel like the term ethical fashion needs to be mm-hmm. defined because everybody mm-hmm. defines that differently. Um, and you need to know what's most important to you. So the three ways that I define it is, is it kind to people? Is it kind to the planet? Or is it kind to animals? I love that. Um, and de- it really depends on mm-hmm. you personally, what mm-hmm. is most important to you. Um, and so our ethical list kind of covers those three things. Um, so there could be companies that we have in that list that are uh-huh. vegan, uh-huh. but it's still being made in China. And we don't really know necessarily what's behind their manufacturing on, you know, either the environmental side or what their manufacturing practices are in terms of the right. people that they're employing. Um, so I think that it needs to be defined that way. And I believe in our guide, we, we have it broken out. Like if it's fair trade, if it's ethical manufacturing, if it's sustainable, or if Mm, it's made in the USA. Um, so, and we've got like a little legend in there that says which one of those things, um, that particular brand is, and they can be multiple. Um, most likely they're not going to be all of them because it is, I think that's another thing with like, cause I get asked, I get asked frequently with the Root Collective. So we use like, we use a lot of leather. Um, And they're like, well, how do you know that that's ethical? How do you know if, you know, the leather's being tanned in an environmentally sustainable way or the animals are treated kindly? And it's like, here's the thing is that perfection is something that you can strive for as a business, 
but it's going to take so long to get there. Um, so like the answer for us is like, for me, we are an ethical business because we are primarily devoted to people being treated kindly in our supply chain. We don't, Honestly, we don't have a ton of visibility into where our leather is coming from. We don't have a ton of visibility into where the cotton is being grown. We just, we don't have that. And the thing is, is that I had to learn to be okay with that because we had to start somewhere. Like you have to start somewhere and then you go, here are the areas that we can improve in and that we know we can improve in. Um, But it's going to take us a long time to get there. I love that because this is something we actually talk about with our purchasing too. We're years into our ethical purchasing journey and yet I still bought my girls shoes at Target yesterday because I have to be okay with Mm. the fact that sometimes I cannot live that perfect life. Right? Like in that sense. And I think, yeah. I think that that's really important too, because I hear that all the time. They're like, I don't know where to start. Like, I just don't know where to start in this. And my thing is Mm -hmm. always pick three things. Mm -hmm. What is it going to be? Pick three things. It could be your coffee. It could be, you know, Mm -hmm. your t-shirts and it could be, I don't know, your Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shampoo, right? Mm -hmm. Like just pick those three things and then start there and then just slowly make those changes. Because if you try to tackle everything at once, like if I had tried to tackle with the recollective ethical manufacturing, making sure people were, you know, being treated well and paid well, if I had tried to tackle sourcing organic cotton and I knew exactly where that was coming from, if I had tried to tackle, um, you know, leather that I knew for a fact was, you know, coming from humane farms and was being, you know, vegetable tanned so that it wasn't harming the environment, we would still probably be about 10 yeah. years out from even launching. Like, and it's just the truth. And so like, we had to start somewhere. And so that's the thing that I say all the time too, is just, I mean, pick three things Mm -hmm. and then take it from there. Because you're right. Like once you start, once you start on this journey, you do, you just start learning more and more and more. Um, And then you just start making more and more changes and it becomes Mm -hmm. something that's manageable rather than something that Mm -hmm. is like so overwhelming that you Mm -hmm. just don't even know what to do with yourself. Because I think the worst thing that you can do is to hit that place where you're frozen. The Mm -hmm. absolute worst place that you can be. Because at that point, nothing is ever going to change. Right, because it feels so overwhelming. For me, my goal with our listeners is I want them to be conscious consumers. That they're aware when they're making a purchase. Even if it's not ethical. They're just aware. So that maybe Mm -hmm. this pair of shorts, they can't buy ethical this time. But they're aware of that and maybe next time they can. Or they're making, like you said, a few areas of their life they're choosing to purchase ethically. So at least we're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. We're aware of our choices. Right. Yeah. So how do you verify, especially like let's say there's some big name brand that somebody loves, right? And they're like, I love these jeans or I love these whatever. And I want to try and figure out whether or not they are an ethical company because I already know I love them. So I want to just try and see, you know, before I start going and looking for a new place to buy. How would you, what's a good way for them to try and figure that out? I always tell people just email them. Send them an email and ask them very specific questions. Because I think, um, you know, I've had people say, well, I emailed them and they, you know, they gave me just kind of like a blanket statement answer. I'm like, you know, get specific about it, you know, ask them about, um, you know, with those big brands, typically if they are claiming to be, if they're either claiming to be manufacturing ethically, or if they have some kind of statement on their website that says they're abiding by whatever law, how are they making sure that that happens? Because most companies are, they don't, own their production and what that means is like the root collective we do not own our production we are partnering with workshops so for me like I go in there and I ask very specific questions about what people are getting paid um, and hours at the working and things like that Um, and really big companies have third-party organizations that come in and do audits for them and what a true audit is is that means they're showing up unannounced Um, Because the problem is, is that if 
they're announcing that they're coming. If there are right. unkosher things going on, they're just going to mm-hmm. clean that up, sweep it under the rug, pretend like it doesn't exist because they know that these companies are showing up. So asking really specific questions, um, I mean, most likely they're not going to tell you what people are getting paid, um, but you can ask things like, you know, do you have third-party verification on these things? What kind of audits are being done? Are they showing up unannounced? Um, And I think more and more big companies have their finger to the pulse of what Mm -hmm. consumers want, and this is becoming something that consumers want. Um, but I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I reached out to such and such a brand and they just never responded. And it's probably because they don't yeah. know how to respond. Like they don't even know what to do with consumers who are asking those questions. But the thing is, is that if you're not asking those questions, those brands don't know that's right. something that you want. And brands that are doing it will email you back because they're proud of it. Yes, they will. They are. This mm-hmm. is something that they value. Mm-hmm. So if this is something they do, then... Yeah. You will get an email for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into brands. Mm. In our first season, we went through a lot of different things, but we just didn't go through a list of brands and by categories. And so if we were to go through every brand, we would be here for like 10 hours. So long. <laughs> but I picked out a few different categories. And if you could just let us know like two or three brands in those categories that you love or that you want to highlight and tell our listeners about, that would be great. So let's start with athletic apparel, our yoga pants and our exercise clothes. Yes. So my personal, and I'm going to talk about brands that it's possible may not even be in there because we need to update our, and I actually just sent an email to uh, one of my team members this week. I'm like, we really need to update that because it's been a while. For things like yoga pants, I love mm. Pact. Um, and Pact has a lot of basics. They've got a lot of things like yoga pants. I think mm-hmm. they've got like sports bras, um, kind of loungewear just in general. Um, they're one of my all-time favorites. And they really focus a lot on organics. Um, So that's kind of their biggest shtick, I guess, is um, the organic side of things. But um, from what I understand from them, they are really keeping a good pulse on how things are being manufactured because they do mostly manufacture in China, Um, which some people, that's an automatic turnoff. They're like, it's impossible to manufacture in China and it still be ethical. Right. I don't buy that. I think that it's totally possible to manufacture there. Um, So that's one of my personal favorites. And um, for big names, Patagonia guys, I have such a brand crush on Patagonia. Me too. Like, I just love them so much. They are, I think they're a brand that's kind of a perfect example of a big company that pretty much everybody knows about. And they don't... I don't think they talk Mm. enough about ethically what they do. I mean, down to um, one of the last times I was in a Patagonia store, which was in, I think it was in New York, um, in Manhattan, and they had like down jackets that were, down is a whole (laughs) thing, guys. From an an animal perspective, it is, it can be absolutely horrific the way that they get the down from these birds, but it is um, ethically sourced. They are managing to get the down from these birds basically without killing them and without it being something horrifically painful, or it's just like an alternative to down and it's not true down. Wow. So they are, Yeah. I just love them. I think Patagonia is great. Yeah, I agree. I love them too. And they have the worn wear, right? Yeah. So what, Patagonia can send it back. Well, and you can purchase it. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So they essentially have a used yep. clothing store, which is awesome. I love it. And that is, I actually want to talk about that real quick too, because I don't think that a lot of people realize that like buying secondhand is totally one of the most yes, ethical yes. ways that you can shop. Like it's great to buy new from brands to be able to support what they're doing, but well, and Karen yeah. and I talk about that's probably the best way as a parent to mm-hmm. purchase for your kids because yes. they go through stuff so quickly. And we're going to do, after this podcast, like three whole episodes on 
thrifting, consignment, vintage, swap. So I'm excited about mm-hmm. that. So. Anything else in athletic wear? Um, I'm look, actually looking at the guide too right now to see what we've got listed in here. But those are my, I mean, my two favorite. Mm-hmm. Prana is another great one. Threads for Thought is another great one. Um, Synergies, yeah. they're all great. Um, yeah. But Pact, Pact is one of my personal favorites. Um, and then Patagonia, I just have such yeah. a huge brand crush on them. And I also have a Patagonia flannel that as soon as it starts hitting fall, people are like, do you have anything else in your closet? No. And I'm like, <laughs> Don't ask again. <laughs> I wear this like six days a week and I'm not ashamed of it. By the way, this is also an ethical way to wear uh, clothes is by having less in your closet <laughs> and just re-wearing. So it. true. I'm over big fan. and over. Yes. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> okay, let's move on to everyday basics. Just your classic everybody needs these in their closet yeah i mean you're gonna go packed is another really great one there um a more vert um oh i love them oh my god i had a t-shirt from them i bought it a couple years ago and it was made out of like wood pulp or something like that and i literally wore i wore it the snot out of this thing (laughs) for like two or three years until it finally just gave up the ghost and i was like i need to just retire this thing and i was so sad because it was like so soft and like just the perfect cut well my confession is that i'm sitting on the phone right now on a morvert website because i don't own anything by them and i i don't know why you guys think they're so amazing so I'm trying oh. to figure out why they're so amazing. They're so good. It's like, are they comfortable? Yeah. Is this what makes them so good? Yeah. They they're just so have beautiful, sweet things too. Like their dresses, just so feminine. So feminine. I love them. Mm-hmm. I'm so not sweet. <laughs> this is not my thing. <laughs> not. You know, and it's funny. It's funny that you say that you feel like a Morvert is like, like their stuff is sweet. I guess some of their stuff is. Yeah too because I always felt like they were a little bit more classically minded which is like totally my style and that's Uh why I love them Um, (laughs) well then this is why they're wonderful because the people who are like oh they're sweet like them and the people who are like oh they're classic like them yeah and I love that you had a basic t-shirt for two to three years right that's amazing Mm -hmm. for a t-shirt it is yeah And that's the thing with a more vert, like I have a lot of people say, oh, they're so expensive. And I'm like, yeah, you know what they are, but normally your basic tee is going to last you for six months before Mm -hmm. it starts like getting holes in it because of your like jeans button when you lean against countertops that happen to anybody else. Yep. Happens to me all the time. Uh, Well, this is shaking. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) So I have this, I'm a leaner, right? Um. So like I lean on counters, like when I'm washing the dishes. And mm-hmm. the button on my jeans will Wears then through your t-shirt. Yep, rub on my t-shirt and it will wear through, and I'll get holes there. I the have never heard of this issue really? before in fashion. No, it is a huge problem. It, yeah, it sounds like it. You need reinforced button covers or something. This, yes, this is a business idea right here <laughs> <laughs> for women who lean. <laughs> for know? women who lean. We're gonna call it leaners protector. Nobody else steal this idea. I'm doing That's it. right. Because <laughs> I, I, sense, right. I sense there's there's some serious money to be made here. Uh, there probably actually is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Packed in a more overt. Any other everyday ba- basics? The elegant tees is another one. I'm friends mm. with Katie who started elegant tees. And elegant tees, you're talking about like their stuff being sweet. Like elegant tees stuff is very feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very sweet, which again is not always my deal, but they have started coming out with some more, I guess more classic, like more basics, menswear inspired, which is more my, my style. So mm-hmm. that's been fun. Yeah. I love the t-shirts that they are, they have this fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have them on my list of things to get. Yeah. I actually, I saw a sneak peek of some of the stuff that they have coming out this fall. And there's a few things where I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and they're super comfortable too. I own several elegant tees and they're really mm-hmm. comfy wear. Like yes. in terms of just you put it on and the material the material you're like, Oh yeah, this is this is good stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. How about professional wear? Going into oh, the office. That's not me anymore. But mm-hmm. we, I know we have a lot of listeners that are. Yeah, this is just after we've all confessed to like staying <laughs> at home, we have wearing our jammies on. <laughs> on our podcast. Talk to us about professional wear. There are people who do that. Right. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Um, I would say professional wear, which is actually not, I'm looking at it right now, is not currently on our list, is Eileen Fisher. Oh, Eileen I Fisher love her. Is, yeah. Okay, can we talk about my love for Eileen Fisher? I was, um, she's like my style, that is my style icon right yes. there. Yes. Like, particularly uh-huh. her linen line, which is like flowy and, you know, because like in another life I like walk around in the forest with linens on and like you know (laughs) like they're all flowy and you know and I'm kind of like communing with the fairies yes yes, (laughs) yes. this is totally me when I'm in my dream world and I'm always dressed in Eileen Fisher and in those fairy Uh dreams I have but oh I adore there are so many things that I love about Eileen Fisher number one she started her business because of kimonos because kimonos have been something that has been classic for years and years and years and years and years and she was just fascinated by a piece of clothing that could like outlast trends um and so that's really how she has designed over the years another thing that i absolutely love 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 about eileen fisher is that Um, apparently she was not super in tune with sustainability and ethical manufacturing when she first started her brand. So she was producing in China and as she started learning about this stuff, rather than pulling out of China, which would have been my first reaction is, okay, there's stuff going on here I don't like, so I've got to move. She stayed on purpose to help Mm. fix the problem there. And I'm like, that is just incredible. So Eileen Fisher pretty much gets all of the heart eyes from me. Like, I want to be her best friend. Yeah. Pretty much. I just love her so much. Um, (laughs) New podcast guest goals. Right. Get Eileen Fisher on here. And I would like to come on as a guest that day. Okay. A guest Guest host. host. Yeah. (laughs) I really love that. Um, so obviously I have all the love for Eileen Fisher. Um, Zadie is another really great one. Um, uh, Carly Jean Los Angeles has a lot of great, um, workwear. Um, and depending on your style, Tribe Alive, which Tribe Alive is one of my just personal favorite brands. Um, they started getting into apparel, a year or two ago, but they just released their fall collection August 23rd. Um, and they've got some great, very simple, basic, beautiful pieces that would be great for the office. Awesome. And you said Carly Jean? Carly Jean Los Angeles, made in the US. Um, one of my new favorite brands. Um, I got, I, okay, I did not jump on this whole like jumpsuit trend. For uh-huh. the longest time. Yeah. Like, still half of it's very questionable for my personal style. But <laughs> I got this jumpsuit from them that I am obsessed with. Like, it's literally like, hey, I'm wearing my pajamas, but I look cute. Yeah. So cozy, so comfortable. Um, so all their stuff is made in the U.S. I, I'm excited to check them out. Mm-hmm. Any, like, suit companies? I'm thinking one of our listeners is a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm putting you, you know, on the spot. But. I know. And I'm going to say I haven't, and I may, probably going to hang up from this podcast and go, oh, dang, there is, I can't think of any right now. Yeah. I will let you know. Because um, that is, once you start getting into, like, suits and more formal wear, mm-hmm. it starts getting harder yeah. to find that stuff unless you have it, like, custom-made designer. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff is harder it's harder to find. Okay. Let's jump into footwear. Do you know anything about this? Shoes? No, I know nothing about about (laughs) footwear, guys. Um, Obviously, the Root Collective is my favorite shoe brand. We just launched our fall collection or our boot collection um, last week. We have five new styles of boots. Um, Here's the thing with our shoes is that they are not cheap. Mm -hmm. 
And I will say that first for two reasons. Number one, because people are being paid yeah. fairly. And number two, because they are all handmade and they're probably going to outlast most things in their closet. Um, so this is an investment piece and our boots in particular, yeah. like our boots are as handmade as they come. They take about six hours a pair wow. to make. Um, and that's not including the fabric. So if you include the fabric in there, it's probably closer to like seven or eight hours that goes into one pair of boots. And they are by far the best quality shoes I have ever owned. And I've had like friends who have gone to Italy and bought shoes and they come back and they're like, your shoes are so much better quality awesome. than even the stuff that we got in Italy. So. Uh, so yeah, we just launched five new pairs of boots, um, which I love. I love them. Um, and but we also have ballet flats, um, and we have some seasonal stuff as well. Which obviously we're in boot season right now, mm -hmm. so it's going to be our seasonal. But um, but yeah. Um, so <laughs> clearly, that's my favorite shoe brand. Um, <laughs> and I just got my first pair. Did you? What did you get? Uh, well, boots. <laughs> boots. Which color are they? <laughs> I think they're gray. They have a little blue tint to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the Espan Smoke. Um, yeah, so that actually, that boot was a surprise bestseller. And I will tell you, I almost did not do that boot. Oh. Because I didn't know how it would sell. Um, primarily kind of because of the color. Like gray boots are hard to mm -hmm. find. Like you can almost never find gray boots. And I was like, mm, I don't really know. And um, I decided to carry it because I have a um, an insiders group on Facebook, the Boot uh -huh. Collective. So whenever I'm like really not sure about something, I'll go in there and I'll do like a live video and be like, hey guys, what do you think about this? Tell me your thoughts. Here's what I'm thinking. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, you have to carry that boot. And I was like, okay, we're going to try it. And um, it's done really well. So it's funny that you got that pair. Well, I just joined your insider group. Oh, so I you? got to purchase them the first night, which was good. Yeah, we um, so we did an early access in the insiders group and sold out of some stuff in the insiders group before we even launched it to the That's public. That's so wonderful like, for you. Yeah, I know. So, but then it's also it's a good thing to be like, hey guys, come join mm -hmm. our insiders group because well, you, know, you could have had this. Shoot us a link, and we will put that in the podcast comments so that people can join your insiders group. Come yeah. join us. We have a lot of fun in there. So, but my other favorite shoe brand, I will say, um, for flip flops because I need like, like I said, we live on three acres, and if I'm gonna go like take care of the chickens I'm not gonna put my you know nice leather boots on to go out <laughs> and like feed the chickens um, so Okabashi is a made in the USA flip-flop brand that I am obsessed with Okabashi the thing that's really great about these flip-flops is that whatever material they're made out of I think it's some kind of probably a plastic compound like you can stick them in the dishwasher oh so like you can like stick them in the dishwasher to clean them. So they're pretty great. Interesting. That's awesome. And do you have a running shoe on here? Newton Running? Newton Running, yes. They at least used to be a certified B Corporation. And believe it or not, uh, hopefully I won't get hate mail from saying this, Nike has also actually made really great strides on their, at least on their footwear production side in it being ethically produced. I actually have some friends that work in production at Nike oh. and they're like, I know Nike gets a really bad rap, but they've actually done, um, they've done a lot. And I, I've read, um, anybody looking for a really good read, uh, Shoe Dog, which was written by the founder of Nike. Fantastic book. That business should have failed a bajillion times. It's incredible that they survived. But he actually addresses Nike getting all, you know, shade thrown at them constantly for like sweatshops and uh -huh. things like that. Um, and he addresses it at the very end of the book and basically says, you should have seen how things were when we first came in hmm. with manufacturing in China and how far it's come. Hmm. Um, and so they've actually been pretty intentional about really trying to make changes in manufacturing in China. Which I have wow. to say, I love supporting brands that are headed the right way. Yeah. Yes. This is one of the things that I think, too, when people get frozen in their ethical purchasing, 
you know, that, that part of this whole, like, we're on a journey thing. I think supporting mm-hmm. brands that are making strides is really a great way to continue to communicate that this matters to to me you know even if they're not quite at that level of like somebody who's gone in that from the very beginning had said you know this is who we are and Mm -hmm. so they're able to make that you know I can't imagine being somebody like Nike who's this massive company trying to implement some of these manufacturing changes and still have mm-hmm. a company, right? That's succeeding. Right. And so right. I feel like um, similar, you know, so we talk about Patagonia, we talk about Nike, or, you know, obviously Patagonia is kind of like several steps ahead, but I still feel like purchasing from companies, big companies in particular, because they're really industry leaders, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. to be able to purchase from large companies that are making strides in the right direction, it's like, Again, you're just saying, this is what matters to me. And so, you know. And I'm watching and I'm listening as you guys are making this turn. Right. And I'm supporting you. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I think sometimes, especially with big companies, there are people who are at least, they have their eye in the right place. And I feel like that's a good way to kind of, when you have to make those bigger purchases with those companies that are well-established, it's it's helpful to know, okay, this company is really working hard to make that possible totally okay let's finish up with denim we get this question a lot where can Mm -hmm. i get good denim yeah there's um so there's actually a lot of denim options that are made in the u.s um one of my personal favorites which is actually not even on here and you can only get if you live in philadelphia oh so if y'all live in philly um, Sebastian McCall, um, best jeans I've ever had in my life, ever. So everybody I take mean, a vacation want, to Philly to buy jeans. Go to Philly. Um, if you want your butt to look good in a pair of jeans, <laughs> and who doesn't? Do. get a pair of Sebastian McCall's. Um, so they have two stores. The store is actually, I think it's called Charlie's, Charlie's Jeans or something like that. Um, but the brand is Sebastian McCall. Um, and they, you can like fully trace where everything comes wow. from with them, which is super impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they've got really great fitting jeans. Um, and Page Denim, mm-hmm. another personal favorite. Page Denim and AG Jeans are going to be my two favorites that you are able to get on a pretty readily available basis. Um, and I love going on Thread Up. Yeah. And looking for AG jeans and page denim. Um, and so then it's kind of like this double whammy. Like they're manufactured ethically in the first place. And then you're shopping second. Yes. You get Love two it. gold stars on your ethical purchasing. Yeah. Report card. So mm-hmm. good. Now mm-hmm. this Sebastian McCall, can you get those online? They do. They allow you to purchase oh, them good. online now. Yay. So Sebastian McCall, they are not cheap jeans. Um, I mean, like you're going to be dropping 200 bucks on them, um, but they are, you will wear them every day of your life. (laughs) Uh, And the thing with their pants too, that I thought was really great is that they are naturally a little bit longer, which I am five, I'm five two. So I do not need long jeans, Mm. but you get them and then you get them hemmed. Like, I feel like so many people forget, like you can take your pants to a tailor or like, 15 bucks. Eight dollars. Right. Yeah. It's not expensive. And so that's what I did with with their jeans when I bought them is like, okay, you're dropping 200 bucks on a pair of jeans. You want the length to be perfect. Um, and so, you know, I just got them hemmed and it was not expensive. And then they were like the perfect length for my very short mm-hmm. legs. And this is, okay, I'm 5'11". So... Mm. You do not have my problem. <laughs> I have the opposite have the problem. Opposite. <laughs> All jeans are like capris to like... me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're, because from what I remember, because I got them hemmed right in Charlie's jeans. So I got them hemmed in their store and they had to cut off. I don't even know how many inches from these pants because I was like drowning. <laughs> them. They were so <laughs> well, and I always feel like it's helpful to know your inseam for that too, right? Like, if you know yes. your inseam and the company lists an inseam, you know, this is how I shop for jeans in particular mm-hmm. because I'm 5'9", so I don't have 
this, I don't have those extra two inches, but depending on the gene, it can end up hitting me in a weird spot, right? Like mm-hmm. if they're just a little too short and it's like, but I know yeah. that there's certain inseams and oftentimes gene manufacturers will make various inseams in their genes, right? And so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I need this. This is the inseam I need, you know? Everlane just came out with a line of talls, tall sizes. Mm. I'm super excited about it. We'll keep you so, updated. Yeah. You know, for the <laughs> podcast, we have to purchase and try on clothes. It's really hard, but somebody's yeah, got to do it's it. A, it is a tough it life. Is. You guys are really you know, sacrificing. We appreciate that. If lot. you would like to donate yeah. to the fashion <laughs> wardrobe of Karen Melissa, we'll just put a little uh, <laughs> Go GoFundMe link. <laughs> link in the podcast notes. <laughs> okay. Well. Bethany, we always end all of our podcasts with the same questions. And this is, what is a recent purchase you've made, ethical or not, that you are loving? Something that you've just gotten for your wardrobe that you're like, mm. Yeah, I don't even have to think about it. I got this poncho when I was in Guatemala. So one of the people that I partner with in Guatemala also has this really incredible store in Guatemala um, where she carries... I mean, all kinds of things from like dishware to. Is this in Antigua? Is this the store that like she sources this all ethically? It's all fair trade. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. So it's called Casa de los Gigantes, House of the Giants. Yep. So, so we have worked with, so Siggy is mm-hmm. the woman who owns it. Um, we've worked with her kind of on and off for sourcing a few different things. And so we were in Antigua and I popped in to the store and I found this poncho and I was like, Oh my God. And literally like the day after I bought it, um, I emailed Siggy and I was like, we got to talk about through collective getting. (laughs) I love them so much. So coming soon, um, we're going to have some of these amazing handmade hand dyed ponchos that are just, and ponchos like sounds so weird. I'm like, it's a poncho. Like, am I 95 here? They're beautiful. Like, it is beautiful, and it's modern, and just trust me on this. We trust you, Bethany. I mean, the boots are, Mm -hmm. they they build our trust in you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so is there anything that you're looking forward to purchasing? What is it that you're like, I really need one of these in my wardrobe, or I'm saving up for this? You know what I do need is I need a new blazer, Mm. and I know... Okay, so this is a workwear yeah. one that I didn't think of until right now is Trace Fashion. Yes. Um, they're just in Kickstarter mode right now. So I got connected with Trace Fashion because the woman who started it is the cousin of one of my sister's childhood friends. Oh, hi. Wow. Catch mm-hmm. all that? <laughs> so, um, so I've been chatting with her for a while. So they just came out with what they're calling a kimono blazer, Mm. which is like this really cute blazer, but it's like more loose fitting like a kimono. And blazers are, okay, I love blazers. I love the look of blazers. I don't always love wearing blazers Mm -hmm. because they can be like tight across the shoulders. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just like how I'm built, but like they're just not comfortable, Um, but they can be so fun and so cute. So I think the Kickstarter for Trace Fashion like came out like a week or two Mm -hmm. ago so like they're not even fully open yet but um but that will be something that i will be purchasing i've been following them melissa they were in our factory 45 crew oh that's so fun yeah oh you guys went through factory 45 we did we did that's so fun it was really good i love it now i have one last question i'm a big hallmark fan hallmark movie fan and I see that Candace Cameron wears your boots. She does. How mm-hmm. did that happen? <laughs> and do you know her? Can we be friends? Can we be besties? Um, I did get to hang out with Candace. Um, what? For a day. I did. She is super sweet. She is in person what you would expect that she is in person. She is just really sweet and really genuine. Um, um, so, and Candace actually last year wore our boots in her Christmas movie. Yeah. One of her Christmas movies. That was a lot of fun. Um, and I'd like, because I, I, I think I knew what day it was airing and I couldn't watch it that day. And I had like 17 people who were like taking screenshots and sending it to me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Look, it's 
your boots. And I'm like, I know, it's so fun. Um, so yeah, so Candace has been awesome. She, um, she's actually, she's worn the boots on The View. She's worn them um, and just, she wears them in real life, which honestly, like that was one of my most favorite things about it is like, she would take a picture of her at like a concert and she'd be wearing yeah. the boots. And I'm like that, I just love that because for me, I want to have mm. shoes that like you can just wear in your daily life. And to see that she was doing that was yeah. super fun. I love it. I'll send you my audition tape so you can <laughs> text it to her. <laughs> well, you know, our, our very own Kara was in a commercial, so she's a rising star. Oh, my God. We're going to cut for? that out because <laughs> <laughs> the non-fair trade coffee. You didn't have to. We didn't have to say who it was for. Just that you're oh, in a Oh, my gosh. Can, no, I wanted I'll to I'll blank know. that out. That's right. You're in a commercial. You're a for rising beef. star. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I totally, being Enneagram 1, was like, oh, my gosh, I can't do that. Like, I know. That sense of, that sense of right and wrong. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And I Somehow totally felt you like overcame it, though. They did a story on me and my high school basketball coach. So it was kind of like, this is a really special thing for us to do. I'm just going to yeah. ignore my Enneagram one for That's right. a day. Well, <laughs> Time I, to get to do it. Kara, this is a great real life example mm-hmm. of not <laughs> having to be perfect, not having to attain perfection in the ethical journey. So I think you should wear it loud and proud that you were mm-hmm. in a commercial with your high school basketball coach and it was really <laughs> meaningful and happened to be for coffee, but it's not like you went out and purchased <laughs> stock. I'm going to beep that word every time. Brand word every time. <laughs> and then everybody's going to assume you're in some sort of like adult film or something that <laughs> you're beeping it out every time. They're like, what kind of commercial was she? So I did a commercial of a beep, and I had a beep. (laughs) Oh, Oh, good times. Bethany, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. (laughs) Well, who's ready to go shopping now? I hope you all enjoyed listening to Bethany talk about all the different brands that she loves and different options you have to purchase ethically. We are going to be back in just a couple of days because I'm running late per usual. But we'll be back in a few days kicking off consignment vintage thrift swap. So we've talked about ethical brands you can purchase from. Now we're going to talk about creative ways for you to also purchase ethically. Hey, guys, go to our website, click on the blog, and you will see all the show notes from today. So you'll be able to see links to all of the companies Bethany mentioned. Also, we have a link to her Root Collective Insiders group on Facebook. We have a link to the ethical list that the Root Collective has put together. So you're going to want to make sure you get in that insider group to hear all the details about new boots, new shoes coming out from Root Collective. And then that ethical list is very thorough. So make sure and go to our website. Check out the show notes for all of the brands that we mentioned today. We'll see you in a few days.